Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley, and today we are here to recap Jeff Lewis Live for the week of October 16th to the 20th, but first things first. The Splash Assass shop is now open for business, so please go get your t-shirts, t-shirt time, go get your sweatshirts, your magnets, your mugs, whatever you need, we got you. And if we don't, then we'll have it eventually. Uh, free shipping over $35? Are you joking me? Okay, what a bargain. So you can find the link through my website, Splash Assass Podcast, or in the Insta bio, and yeah, I you know that I hate promotion and ads and all that, so I'm not going to keep on shoving it down your throat, but yeah, I gotta let you know. I just gotta let the people know that it's ready and available for you to purchase. All right, and again, did I mention free shipping over $35? Okay, great. That's it. We love free. So, moving on to the Monday episode, we had Aaron Dana Leachy and the gargoyle of the studio, Shane motherfucking Douglas will be announced that time and that time only just like my merch oh shit that's already the second announcement i made for it now all right well that doesn't count so um yeah instead of a lot of merch talk we had a lot of roni talk there was i'm so over it is anybody else over it i barely even remember i don't aaron was retelling how jessel thought that grateful dead was a heavy metal band like maha can you believe she didn't know grateful dead maha like oh who doesn't know Oh, Grateful Dead, that's so ridiculous. It's just like, oh, oh my God, you guys, everybody does not know everyone, okay? I don't get the shaming for not knowing like pop culture things. Like, okay, if anything, she's probably Jessel's probably been reading a few more books than you. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, like, okay, she can probably shame you about um, oh my god, I'm trying to think of like a smart author. E R Cummings, is that um E. T. Cummings? Whatever. Whitney Cummings. <laughs> she definitely wrote a book, but <laughs> uh, I'm sure Jessel did read that. Okay. So, um, yeah, it was the same, like I had a, a script teacher who he would always, I, <laughs> anytime I have to think of like a professional term, I just can't, I need to go to ad week and learn all the professional terms that Jeff Lewis did. We'll get to that. But yeah, the teacher was like, you don't know succession. How do you want to be a writer? And you don't know succession. And it's like, what the fuck? Because there's plenty of other things to write about. And then I watched Succession and I was like, you think this is TV gold? Like, okay, then we very much can all have our own opinions. All right. I don't need to watch 50 year olds moan and groan all day about being too rich. I just listened to Jeff Lewis live instead. Love ya. All right. So, and then also, I know that people are talking about how Jessel moved from Texas to New York City to be on the show, and the media wanted to turn that into a scandal. And I just want to say, if Bravo was willing to cast her and she wanted that platform for whatever her business, whatever she wanted it for, just even if she wanted it for attention, like whatever, it doesn't matter. Like what advice would you give your friend? Let's all be real. If your friend was like, you guys, I could be on this Bravo housewife show that I personally always wanted to be on. And I just have to move here. 
a lot of people would be like, hell yeah, go do, of course, go do that. You should go do that. So then when somebody actually does it, we're like, oh my God, can you believe she like moved here? But okay, a lot of you would probably do the same. I wouldn't go. Bravo. All right. Housewives, the formula for it is so broken. Even with the new era, we all tried to be so positive, so positive. All right, Bravo. So now that I have to unleash the beast a little bit, I'm just saying you had it coming because we really tried. We gave it a chance. New era, era for Roni. The legacy just continued. Same is. It was the same toxicity legacy. The toxic legacy continued. And so... I don't even care for the reunion. Like, what what are you guys going to talk about at the reunion? Like, you pushed me in a pool. You threw my phone. You flirted with my husband. Like, they already got over everything. We don't, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. And it was such a shame that Vicky Gunvalson was not given some screen time on the RHOC reunion, okay? Justice for Vicky and justice for the OG Roni cast. And I'm sorry, I love the Aaron, but... You know, we love everyone here. Okay, so at least we say that. So, no, I really do, though. Okay, so then, Jeff, (laughs) speaking of fake love, wow, what a perfect transition. So he starts complaining about his channel again at SiriusXM and basically starts his official strike with this nice chant, like, hey, hey, ho, ho, pay me for the after show, show. Hey, hey, ho, ho, Jim Thompson must go, 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 go dancing, girl. Go, go, girl. Okay, so there's two ironic things about this, right? Number one is that Aaron Dana Leachy is the guest on JLL that day that he's bringing this up because she was accused of being size parrot on Roni, yet here Aaron Leachy is on JLL watching unfold before her very eyes Shane Douglas be Jeff's exact parrot like what anything that Jeff said Shane was like hey shout out ho ho shout out Jim Thompson must go go hey and it was (laughs) oh my god all right that second ironic thing is that didn't Brandy and Julie get called out for going after Jim Thompson and Jeff said it was the most unprofessional thing he's ever seen, right? But then he can start chanting about firing that very same Jim Thompson live on air, and that doesn't cross any lines? That's not unprofessional? That doesn't make you want to shave your fucking head off at the fucking inconsistencies and double standards? Because I know I got my razor burning. No, I'm just... (laughs) I don't even know what that means. Razor burning? No. And I don't have razor burn either because I'm not, I'm in a no shave October. (laughs) I'm not even waiting for November. No, I just, it's, uh, I'll shave soon. I'm looking at my legs. All right. No nefarious spots. I want to move on from this. Okay. So, and I love, all right, you guys, again, we love everybody. We love Julie, Brandy, Era. We get it. We get it. Jim Thompson, sure. Toss him into the bunch. But yeah, I can't with all the double standards. You know that. Moving on to the Tuesday show, we had the double Ryans, Nicole and Mel. No wonder Jeff loves Nicole so much because she says nerd pretty much every other word. Like, you're a nerd. I'm a nerd. He's a nerd because we're all nerds. Hey. That's a remix to um, a song on Good Burger, which is one of the most iconic films of our generation. Yes, I'm looking at you, millennials. And if you're not a millennial, I don't give a fuck. You can still watch Heavyweights, watch Good Burger, and 
think of all the things that it would get canceled for nowadays because <laughs> they're definitely too old to be politically correct now. Okay, so, um, yeah, I guess with the word nerd, though, like, sometimes in this world, people can have different definitions for the same term, which has never been displayed so poignantly. Oh, my God, look at me trying to use a big word, and absolutely, the irony of that is that <laughs> poignantly means, like, right, like, smooth and, like, po- so poignant, like, it was just so, so, um... I don't know. I'm like picturing a smart person reading poetry. And I was like, oh, what a poignant reading. (laughs) And then I fucked up even saying poignant. I can't even say poignantly, poignantly. Pig Lily, Pig Littlies. Okay, um, so Big Little League Chew, Little League Chew. Oh, I want some gum. Okay, nerd. Nicole Ryan is a nerd and she thinks everyone is a nerd. Jeff Lewis, he defines nerds as people who participate in marching band tribes across America. And Nicole Ryan, her definition of a nerd is people that get hit by cars. <laughs> people that get hit by cars. Who else? Who else would you consider a nerd? Forget all the losers studying away in the library. Forget everybody playing Dungeons and Dragons in your local neighborhood woods. Let's go after the poor suckers that get hit by cars. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not laughing. I'm so sorry to all those hit by cars. Wait, you guys, I watched. I That was my first 911 call ever. That's not true. My first one was at four years old. We don't care about that. I made the second, my second 911 call of my life and not the last. Um, when I was in high school, we got like a half day and one, a group of girls in a car. <laughs> It's not funny. It's not <laughs> a group of girls in a car. And it was my, uh, my sister, a friend, a friend's sister driving. I didn't like the friend that much. So I really didn't mind that her sister got shit on for the next 17,000 years for what unfolded next. So the, my sister's friend is driving her car with her friends in it and hits one of her classmates walking the street right in front of all of us. The girl rolls all the way over her car and just like, it was like, brrr, like barrels all top and every a scourge. Brrr. It was wild. Oh my God. And she had red hair. The girl that got hit by the car. So if you're wondering what the scene looks like, just watch the office, the episode where Michael hits Meredith with his car. <laughs> It is the best cold open <laughs> of potentially the series. but And I know that Steve Carell got a shout out later on Jeff Lewis Live. And I wasn't going to bring that up. So I had to fit him in somehow. And <laughs> yeah, it was really like Meredith rolling off the car. All right. So and she was fine. The girl, everyone was fine. I think there might, it might have been like Nicole and the girl from my high school. She had to get like a few rods and you know, they might go off at a few extra metal detectors, but other than that, they're here. They're here to tell the story. (laughs) But Nicole's whole thing is like, no, it's a nerd move because it's always in the movies where it's not like the suave guy getting hit by the car. At least I can say suave, but, um, yeah, like it's always the nerd. It's a nerd. And they're like fumbling around and there's papers flying everywhere. And it's like, nerd, watch where you're going. Nerd. And Nicole was like, and you can joke about my car accident because it's actually hilarious. Like who the fuck actually gets hit by a car? That doesn't actually happen. 
It does though. Again, as we just said with that friend, then I had another friend who in college, she was in um, uh, Colorado, Colorado. Okay. So she might've had a few edibles in her system. Allegedly. I don't know the facts, but all I do, (laughs) the facts I do know is that she was driving to meet her date and you can't script this shit. Nicole was like, you can't script getting hit by a car. Yeah. You can't get script by script getting hit by a car. Well, you can actually, but you can't script what happened with this situation. Well, you can actually, you can take my story and write it into a script. Okay. So she was driving to meet her date at a restaurant and the date was riding her bike. That's why I said Colorado. I think that's why that was important to the story because they're very heavy on the biking in Colorado. So one person's driving to the date and one person's biking to the date and the person in the car hit the girl biking. She, they hit their date. They hit their date right behind. Again, everything was fine, but um, it wasn't a match. It wasn't. <laughs> I don't think that you can start off um a relationship with like that much trauma, and the very the other person caused you that much trauma before you even had an appetizer. Okay, unacceptable. Moving on. Um, I just want to mention that Nicole and Matt, their daughter's name is Parker. I love that name. I love the name Parker. And all I could think instantly is you need to be friends with Pepper. Pepper and Parker, or even better, Pepper Parker. Pepper Parker, that needs to write that into a script, but a children's script. Like, that could be such an iconic children's character name. Are you joking? Pepper Parker? Pepper Parker, it's so fun to say. All right, so then um, Nicole, Matt, Jeff, and Shane, they all went to dinner the night before, and they got pigs in a blanket at Polo Lounge. (laughs) I'm not laughing at that. All right, pigs in a blanket are delicious. That just reminds me of Christmas time in a nutshell, but... Christmas time in a croissant shell. But um, wait, the meanest thing that I will do to my cat, because I, I try so hard not to rise above the pettiness, but um, the foodie. So Finny the foodie, I will wrap him up in a blanket and then I'll bring him over to his brother Oliver. And I, <laughs> I go, look, Ollie, I made you a pig in a blanket. <laughs> His little brother just just sitting there, like rolled up in a little blanket. (laughs) Who's mama's little piggy? Who's mama's little piggy? (laughs) I love them so fucking much. You don't even know, you know. Okay, so then Nicole and Jeff, they talk about being serious XM employees. You know, some light shop talk. I'm so confused though. Isn't Matt a host too? I don't, cause Nicole was like, I host this, I host that. I'm the serious XM darling, not tanks, fuck tanks. And I'm just like, wait, isn't Matt your host too? Isn't he, maybe he's the darling as well. Shouldn't you be a we and not a you? I don't know. Isn't that how couples work? And Nicole obviously didn't say fuck tanks, but there, there was a little bitterness going on in the studio when they talked about her. So I don't know with everybody like loving tank so much, maybe I should start listening to her and recap her instead. I don't know. They talk her up so much. Maybe I'll try her out. All right. So then Nicole had to do HR sexual harassment training. Jeff hasn't, but he really wants to. He won't stop bringing it up to like remind HR that they need to sign him up. 
And Nicole's like, look, I failed a few test questions, so I don't know how you're going to do because it's hard. Like they give you choices that you think would be okay. And Nicole was like, I thought it was fine to be able to compliment a girl saying that her legs look good in a skirt. Like, well, okay. Am I supposed to say, Hey, nice giant stumps you got going on there. Like, no, I want to be like, damn, look at those legs i don't what's a what, what barbie plastic leg i don't know what what do legs look like legs um so no but i just want to say because i get it you know you want to compliment people and keep things light and upbeat at the office and everybody in good spirits of course if i compliment your legs i thought you would be extra happy today not like scowling talking to smelly and hr now and complaining about me but it's just, this has happened to me so many times and I'm sure so many other, I know for a fact so many other women or people in general, but mostly women, all right? And yeah, even my, it started It started in college where for our final presentation in business school, I had to go up and my fucking teacher, I wore a pencil skirt and I only wore jeans before then. And he goes, wow, you got some legs hidden under there, straight up in front of the entire classroom. The teacher, can you imagine? I died a million deaths. My face turned so red, my chest turned all splotchy. All the, I hate the attention on me. I'm sure you would think I different, but really, no. And I hate, I hated it. And then the, I had to give a presentation, what, knowing that my teacher was staring at my legs. Like, it, I've, yeah, so welcome to, and that was like a Michelin star business school. No, it was accredited by someone, <laughs> someone somewhere. So, yeah, I just, it happens too often. It, it's uncomfy, all right? Go compliment yourself in the mirror, okay? People need more self-love. So then we talk about drinking and driving. Huh, we haven't talked about this enough lately. No, but Jeff finally condemns it for all, and not just people who aren't Shannon Bador, mainly because he has an ad meeting for Bud Light later, now that they are struggling to even find people to advertise for them. <laughs> Bud Light has lost all its advertisers. So now they're like, shit, we need to advertise somewhere. What platform can we go to? Where <laughs> Jeff Lewis live. No, but for drinking and driving, Nicole is like, wait, if we get pulled over, it's denied till you die, right? Like we're not, do we don't do breathalyzers. We don't say that we had a sip of something. And Jeff is like, yes, say nothing. Because he knows an ex-cop who told him that if people say they've had even one drink, it's an instant night in prison for them. No, I'm kidding. It's an instant breathalyzer. So obviously you, you would pass if you were being honest, bitch. But if not, it's an instant night in prison. No, I'm kidding. I don't know what happens, thankfully. But I do, I just, I gotta keep speaking up because when they speak in absolutes, when they're like, no, you should never, whatever. It, you're forgetting all the exceptions to the rule. And all of my stories are exceptions to the rule. And I literally had a cop order me to drink and drive. <laughs> It's not funny at all. It was, I, it's, and I'm not even going to tell that whole story. Cause again, I can't keep giving this shit away for free if you ask me, but, um, yeah. So I'm just saying like, don't be a hooligan in the first place. Like I follow my advice, learn from my past and just live righteously, man. I don't know. Light a blunt instead at your home on your couch and then have a delightful night's sleep and wake up early, go for a run. All right. Sounds like a perfect life to me. 
So then the most bizarre thing happened. And at Jeff's hotel on Tuesday, somebody knocked and they were like, housekeeping. And he's like, what the fuck? Why are you guys here so early? <laughs> Meeting them bright eyed and bushy tailed at the door. No, it's like Grumpzilla. What are you doing here? No. Um, and housekeeping's like, uh, well, we're here to clean up the glass. All the glass that you broke. I don't know if you're Greek and it was like, opa, opa. But yeah, your neighbors called in to say that you smashed glass last night. What the fuck, you guys? I've never been more confused. Like, that makes zero sense. Unless it doesn't. Like, unless it was an adjoin a room next door to Jeff. But then he would have heard the glasses being smashed. So what I think is that the housekeeper probably heard Jeff Lewis was there, wanted to meet him. So then he came up with a fake excuse. Like, trust me, I worked with, I worked in the, and I know people just fake things to get to meet people. So... Just ask all the girls who have slept with a best, <laughs> a rock star's best friend to try and eventually get to the rock star, you know? So they got to like fake it until they, all right, all right. So let's just move on to the Wednesday episode. We had Teresa Caputo in the building. Show some fucking respect on her hair. Not on her name because her hair is even bigger. All right. Actually, they're both. They're both just as big as each other. So Jeff starts off with some Kohl's cash talk. All right, don't tempt us with a good time. And Teresa's like, oh my God, the coupons are crazy. You say 30% and $400 later. You're like, what the fuck did I just buy? Angels, please help me. Which item should I return? Okay, what are the motherfucking chances that my mom gave me 30 fucking dollars Kohl's cash and I went shopping at Kohl's for the first time in a decade this past weekend? Like, I knew exactly what they were talking about because I had that experience 48 hours prior. 48 hours prior. What are the chances? There are none. Okay. And Teresa's absolutely right. I absolutely spent like four. No, I spent half of $400 plus more than half. I don't know. I got a ski jacket. I got a lot of things. All right. I don't know. I didn't get a lot, but I, they're cute. Okay. Moving on. So Jeff fired Gus. Gus Gus. The saddest thing about this is that I can no longer say Gus Gus. And that's one of my genuine favorite things to say. It's if you don't know Gus Gus, by the way, and I'm not talking Jeff's now ex-employee. I mean, the iconic namesake, the little mouse from Cinderella. Cinderella, 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 rat tat tat, Gus Gus. Okay, so um, then Jeff throws some sass at Andy Cohen and was calling him a diva or something. I don't know. But I think Jeff summed it up when he said that he saw Andy in the serious studio, probably heading to tape Watch What Happens Live. Like, oh, he must have rushed by me because he has shit to do, even though it's noon. And he hosts Watch What Happens Live that airs at 11 p.m., but he's going to film it around noon. Andy Cohen hosting a show with the word live in it, but it's never live. Hmm. Here's what I gotta say about this. If your show name is misleading and inauthentic, just know that represents the host character. Okay? 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 
I'm going to stop talking now before I say things I regret. But just like my show name, it's fun with some slight attitude. All right, that represents the host character very, very well, if I do say so myself. <laughs> All right. So Jeff throws out a bunch of lingo that he's learning at Ad Week. A lot of circle back, net net, my team. And Jeff is like, oh my God, it's so pretentious when they're like, my team, my team, my team. I think it's so pretentious when I think the Kardashians definitely did this and started a trend in Hollywood where they would all say on reality shows, it's nice to see you. Even if they've never met them before. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. So that if they ever have met them before, they're not rude and like forgot. You know, it's a great PR intro, I guess. But like, it's so lame. Nice to see you. Is it? Is it? Because they do it even if they're going to like the dentist and they'll see the reception. Oh, it's so nice to see. Is it? Because for me, a trip to the dentist has the exact same appeal as Jeff going to Kate Bosworth's Berkshire's mansion. Like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck where it is, what it looks like, how nice it is, how beautiful, what a beautiful time of year it is to be around there. I don't want to go. I just, I don't want to go. I don't care if the dentist is going to make my teeth all be. I don't want to go. I just want to do the aftermath. Um, okay. So then we learned Teresa Caputo. Her podcast is called Hey Spirit. You know what it would have been named if Shane Douglas was her assistant? Shout out, Spirit. I'm... <laughs> What a great name. Shout out spirit. I love it. Okay. So Teresa does a reading for caller Patty. Then Charlie calls in right after for his turn. <laughs> Awkwardly denied. Denied. Teresa's like, um, I don't do this shit for free. Okay. But they can go to one of my live shows and sit in a stadium of 5,000. Well, she reads multi multiples. Um, and Jeff wants to bring his dad to one of Teresa's live shows. I had the opposite happen, okay? Of course I did. <laughs> um, my dad sent me to Teresa's show. <laughs> Instead of bringing my dad, my dad sent me off um, with a friend for a birthday because I loved the Long Island Medium show on TLC in high school and college. Like, I love watching it specifically for Larry. I'm all, I, I'm, I support women. I'm a, a woman who supports women, but I always love the boy. I can't help but love the boys. And Larry was my favorite. So my dad got us VIP tickets to get a meet and greet with her before as well, which by meet and greet, I don't, I've never, I don't, it, you literally just take one picture. Okay. All right. At least Larry was in it. And oh, you think he had his arm around me, Lair. And I don't even know why people are so obsessed with taking pictures with celebrities. Like when they see them, like, oh my God, let's take a selfie. I get it. You're sure you're excited. I get it. But also like Photoshop, you can just like make a whole collage. You can make yourself into like a movie pose. You can do a lot of things. So hit up my design company as well. <laughs> but all right. So Teresa Caputo, she says that she restores people's faith in the other side. Like if they were doubting whether your spirit lives on, whatever. She's there to confirm it. But to be honest, you guys, this is so crazy. And I'm so sorry. I very much believe in Teresa. I believe in Pola too. Bless you. I believe in all everybody who does this. I truly do. Um, personally, though, Teresa's show, her live show, it was one of the biggest reasons that I lost faith in the other side. I'm not joking. Like I stopped watching her show after that. I stopped everything. I didn't care about psychics after that for a while because 
it just really, I was so disappointed. And again, that's, I get to share my experience. I hope that you guys all go to her show, have your own experience. Maybe you'll love it. I'm sure you will love it. For me personally, it was so discombobulated. Like everybody, she would be like, she's trying to read to the crowd and like pick out. And so somebody in the crowd's like, Oh, that's my daughter. And so she's Teresa walks over and starts to say something. And then they're like, and that silver anchor necklace. And the person's like, um, um, I don't know what that, uh, there's no silver. And then the person behind them like, I have a silver anchor necklace, anchor necklace. And I had a daughter past two. And then they're like, were you talking to them the whole time? Were you talking to them the whole time? And Teresa's like, it might be daughters piggybacking off each other. And they're all in a giant pig pile up in heaven. Like I don't get trying to yell down to you guys like I don't know it was so much and I it didn't feel right I didn't like I didn't like I didn't like that and yeah and also with Cole's coffee reading I still he said that I have to reach out to somebody because they want to marry me and I'm not joking you guys and it's the same thing that Teresa was doing on the phone call with Patty and other whoever called in where it's like when you're, they're like trying to say, do you know, like Paul was like, do you know who I'm talking about? And I'm like, no. And he's like, yes, you do think harder. And I'm like, I swear on my fucking life. We can go through my phone right now. Every single contact, every person I've ever met. I don't want to marry those fools. I don't. So I don't they're like, do you want me to, I should just get married to toxicity? No, I have enough of that in my life. I host Jeff Lewis's after show unofficially. <laughs> okay. But then wait, this is so interesting to me, especially if you like psychic mediums. So on Juicy Scoop, right? Heather McDonald, she interviewed Angie Harrington, who was on, or was it Angie K? No, it's Angie Harrington. And she was on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And first, I didn't even realize that was really what she looked like or that was her personality. I'm like, where was this girl during Salt Lake taping? Because I don't, I just loved her on Juicy Scoop. Um, But she also, she looks like Diana from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You know, the most recent, newest housewife. I'm sure she was a one and done seasoner, but she looks like Diana's little sister. Okay. But, and at the end I was like, I really wish that Heather asked if Angie would ever participate in real housewives, ultimate girls trip because she doesn't, I don't think she wants to do salt Lake anymore, but she, I'm sure she might do an ultimate girls trip. Once you hear those terms and conditions, the contract, those girls signs, Jeff, you need to get that contract manager to work for you because the Bravo housewives that go on the ultimate girls trip, they get like, just the same amount of pay and 99% less of the work. So allegedly, I don't know anything, but what I do know is that we need a friends of addition guys. How amazing would that be oh, a real housewives, ultimate girlfriends trip, the ultimate real girlfriends trip, ultimate real girlfriends trip. Okay. Boom. There you go. So Angie's also an alien lover, which, you know, on splash of sass, I've said this many times that there's soon going to be interspecies dating. <laughs> Once the AI and aliens really come into play in our society. And Angie's already started it because she was like, I kind of had the hots for aliens. And I was like, I said it, bitch. I knew people would, I knew you'd be into that shit. And also she mentioned that Bravo has footage of aliens in Utah that they were filming and it, uh, they saw shit in the sky. So 
We're going to need to roll the tapes, Bravo. But my real question, the reason circling back, ooh, nice um, ad week term, circling back to psychic mediums. So Angie is very spiritual and connected psychically, whatever, intuition wise. She's saying on one hand, she thinks that souls reincarnate and kind of like travel together through the universe. You know how like you travel in packs. So like your grandma in this lifetime might be your sister in the next lifetime and might be your teacher in the next lifetime and blah, blah, blah. But here's my thing. Okay. So if your grandpa, like say his soul grows and it cycles back into the world in the form of your cat, right? But then how could Teresa Caputo talk to him. Like if you have some people on one hand being like, oh, and then your soul gets reincarnated or like recycled back into the world. But then Teresa's like, they're no longer in the physical world. Their soul is no longer in the physical world. Then if it would be the same soul traveling from whether it's cat form, dog, human form, whatever, it's the same soul. But Teresa is saying that the soul is no longer in the physical world. They're no longer part of the physical world. Then how, then does she not believe in reincarnation? Is that's opposing viewpoints to believe in reincarnation, but to also think that you can talk that you can be a medium to talk to spirits because then with that theory, then the spirits would still be in the physical world. If you were just getting reincarnated, you had to grow for a little bit. And during that time you could talk to Teresa, but then you come back into the physical world in a different form. And then you can't talk to Teresa. So like, do I have like small windows to talk to before my grandpa turns into my hamster? I have a week to talk to him, but then after, and then once he dies uh, being my hamster, then he'll be available for a read for me to channel with him. But then when he gets reincarnated, back in like as a library my library assistant what the fuck why would I pick a library assistant <laughs> who knows that's besides the point the point is I'm just I have questions and it's just all fascinating to me I love it all and I love talking about it but let's move the fuck on to the Thursday episode we had Megan Weaver and Doug Bioden baby Doug Bioden baby it's Bioden bitch I ain't got no legs, bitch. All right, so Jeff sat next to Princess Elsa all ad week. I don't know. It was like a Michelob Ultra girl who used to be Elsa at Disney. I don't know. The best part was that Doug was like, well, at least you got to dress pretty. Like, I used to have a friend that had to wear a giant, heavy, furry costume because he played Chip or Dale. <laughs> Chip or Dale or or <laughs> can you imagine the people playing chipmunks who have to show up at work and fight for Chip or Dale? Like, how do they pick? How do who who's Chip and who's Dale? I I I bet that everybody wants to be Chip. Everybody wants to be a Chip off the old block. Who wants to be Dale? I'm so sorry to all the Dales out there. We love ya. We love ya. Um, yeah, but no, no, I just. <laughs> We can't commit to you being Chip full-time, so you're going to have to play his brother half the... I just... I love it. All right, so then at one... I love it because I'm actually picturing in my brain, like, people fighting about it. Like, what the fuck, bro? I said I got to be Chip today. No, you've been Chip every day this week, man. You been... And then they just start brawling and, like, furs flying everywhere. <laughs> 
All right. So at one point, Oscar is explaining for the 10 million fucking time, let the Oscar, that the difference between have a nice Disney day versus have a nice Disney. I don't, I forget what he, I don't know. Basically, Oscar is the medium to let Jeff know that anytime anybody tells him to have a good day, they're really just saying, fuck off, fuck off, Jeff. And <laughs> we're masking it through niceness. And Doug is, <laughs> Doug is like, wow, all right, so all the Disney lovers hate you now. Well, what a welcome home. Welcome home, Jeff. You there? Are you there? Because <laughs> Jeff was just silent. It just <laughs> clearly looking at his notes or not paying attention, but it's just, welcome home, Jeff. You there? I, just <laughs> oh, I love when they make me laugh which is obviously all the fucking time or else I wouldn't listen to this shit in the first place. Love them. All right. So there was so much Disney talk. Didn't love that. But, um, and again, just another personally disappointing experience for me, to be honest, I don't know what broke my heart more Teresa's live show or seeing Disneyland for the first time because it's Disneyland, right? Yeah. Worlds in Florida. Been to that one. Always want to go to Disneyland when like five years ago when I lived in Cali and I was like, what the fuck is it? What the fuck is this? Even the scariest, the quote, scariest roller coaster ride, whatever. Nothing was that thrilling. It was, there was no thrill. There was no, I don't need to see Chip and Dale in their dirty costumes fighting in the bushes. Like, I don't, I don't need, so I'd rather watch real squirrels in real life and like (laughs) be my own Princess Elsa walking down the street. Okay, so moving on to the Friday episode, we had the Simpsons. Boom, 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 ba boom, 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 ba Emily and Shane. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, Emily and Shane. So Emily is trying to only eat healthy, and Shane guided her hand away stealthily from the Snickers. Stealthily stay healthily. You know, that's their slogan in their house. <laughs> Um, no, when they were first saying it, I thought they were talking about Shane Douglas. So basically Emily walked into the studio, saw the giant carton of Snickers that they're trying to give everyone. Oh, we already, I was going to talk shit about the ingredients again, but I looked it up and it wasn't awful, but Lisa doesn't have the Skittles red dye. We won't get into that. So, um, but yeah, when they were like, oh, Shane guided Emily's hand away from, nibbling on 90% high fructose corn syrup and but they just said Shane and so at first I thought it was Shane Douglas and I was like Shane what the no that's so rude that's rude okay I know you've been Jeff's parrot lately and oh my Jeff Shane that should be your Halloween costume borrow Aaron Dana Leachy's exact parrot outfit from Roni now that you guys are all BFFs I'm very sure she would lend it out (gasps) That would be so perfect. Cause if you listen back to that show, Shane, show Shane, shout out show Shane. Um, yeah, you would, you would agree. You would agree. You were, you were a little parody and I love you, babe. Um, yeah. But so I was just thinking like, it's really hard to have people on the show with the same name. So could we at least do next time the Simpsons are on, can we do like little Shane and big Shane? And for once it's not height related, it's age related. So Little Shane can actually be called Big Shane, not in an ironic way. It's just actually you're you're the bigger Shane, age wise. Shane Simpson, of course, and then, and then the 
bigger Shane Douglas stature wise can be called our little because he's our little Shaney. He's just a little baby, a little Shaney. So little Shane and big Shane. And Shane Simpson, he would love it. He has a sarcastic sense of humor. His bodyguard quip, that was on point, bitch. That was on fucking point. Quip on point, the Q fucking tip. I don't know. The point is that Shane knows, Shane, big Shane, Shane Simpson, he knows that if Emily Simpson eats too much, his wife, his wife, then of this or that, whatever, then by the time that they get home from steak 48 or whatever date they go on, her arse will just be hugging that toilet faster than Shannon Bedore after her seventh enema of the day. And so he's preemptively guarding the food that she puts into her body to avoid him not getting laid at the end of the night. Like (laughs) he's really just being her bodyguard so that he can, his dick can guard her vag later. I don't know. We can maybe cut that. Um, no, we won't. I did the same with an ex though. I was Shane in the situation and I would bodyguard him because he'd get so excited. He'd be like, let's get that spinach artichoke dip and let's get this and all the cream and heavy nachos and chili, chili. And I'm like, so you your ass can explode all night? Like, I would rather starve and drink at dinner and then we can let our frail little bodies bang against... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, t- <laughs> I'm totally half kidding, you guys. <laughs> no, I'm full kidding. Um, All right. So then Jeff asked Emily about <laughs> Real Housewives of Orange County and how, isn't it so awful? It's so awful when all the girls ganged up on Jennifer and Montana. Oh my God. Jeff felt so bad for her because it's awful to see these bitches just pile on one victim, the weakest link. Again, let's circle back. Let's circle the fuck back to uh me shaving my head at the craziness of the double standards on JLL that I love him, but I'm here to enlighten. And babe, Jeff, you did that the entire season to Jessel. Jessel in Real Houses in New York, okay? Not only did lots of her castmates pile on her this season, but Jeff was another pig to join that pile. Pig, a pig, little pig on the pile. Um, postseason, he's been singling her out, putting her on blast for months now, like, oh, your husband's gay, he's cheating on you, blah, blah, blah. I'm so sick of that. It's so dumb. What husband, why would her husband flying to Vietnam for three days make people think that he's cheating. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. If anything, as they pointed out on Roni, thankfully one of them, if your husband's going to cheat, it's going to be with the girl next door. Like it's they're going to make it more convenient. Like it traveling doesn't mean your partner's cheating. Your partner is cheating because they're a piece of shit. All right, there we go. So, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Then Jeff asked Emily, do you like Jennifer's boyfriend, Ryan and Emily Simpson? It's, didn't even leave Jeff's mouth before she was like, no, no, I don't like, nah, we don't fuck with him. I don't fuck with yo or something similar along those lines. And Jeff is like, wait, why is it? Cause he loves the camera clout. And she's like, yeah, I just think it might be for the wrong reasons, whatever, which is so again, I'm going to go back to the irony. We're going to go, I'm going to point it out. Alanis Morissette, do I have you on my soundboard? Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? 
bitch. No, why is Jeff salivating to out Ryan as a clout chaser when John Jansen's been accused of being a clout chaser for years and all Jeff does is support him and defend him and do the, like, all right, Jeff, then how about you go out to dinner with Jennifer and Ryan and then form your opinion before, all right, because what about John Jansen? Because never, ever forget, you guys, Jeff Lewis, he's the one that told us this, or somebody on, no, it was Jeff Lewis, that John Jansen pretended, pretended allegedly to be bothered, so bothered by having to go to a five-star hotel for dinner with Stanley Tucci. <laughs> you guys, if you, <laughs> if you really think about it, it's just so crazy to me that John Jansen pretended that he was so verklempt that he would have to go to dinner with Stanley Tucci. It is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. And I'm so fucking happy that it was Stanley Fucci and it was a fake. It was Stanley Fucci because because it has now turned into one of my favorite stories ever. <laughs> so ridiculous. Okay, so then Jeff goes off. He goes the fuck off on M's BFF Gina. He don't fuck with her. Coming up. The <laughs> sound bites. <laughs> you guys, that sound bite kills me. I <laughs> Coming up. The... <laughs> I love you. I love you, Gina. Jeff's opinion is that Gina comes off as being self-righteous. And I don't, I'm so confused. Like I've literally never once thought that about her ever, ever. That's just never been one of the adjectives. Uh, if anything, it's like Emily said, like she's confident. Plus she's vulnerable. She's honest. She has the best fucking fashion sense. And she doesn't rub anything in anybody's face. I have no idea what he's talking about. And if we did not have that fucking soundbite in our lives, I... I would not enjoy this planet as much. Coming up. <laughs> Coming up. We talk about Emily's neck lift. <laughs> oh my God. For real though. Jeff seems way too interested in all of the procedures that Emily's gotten. I really hope that Emily and Jeff both take a year off for their treatments. I hope that they take a lifetime off, honestly. Like, I just wish people would be a little more natural with, I don't care if you got coffee-stained teeth, okay? I love your season one Hollywood house lift teeth, Jeff. <laughs> All right? I, I love the soul behind the teeth that may or may not transcend into being a cat. My, one of, you might be one of my cats in a later you're after you pat. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Um, now I really do want to manifest speaking of Jeff shows since he has multiple Emily and Shane, I need to manifest them being on season three of Hollywood house live by V. I'm sure it's already in the works, but, and what they need to, what Jeff's mo like job would be on that. Their specific design would obviously be to redecorate Annabelle's room. Are you kidding me? Get that girl some screen time. Get her all the screen time. Like she is the star. But the entire Simpsons family, get his mom, his uh, Shane Simpsons mom in it. Everyone, they are all such perfect characters and honest and real. And what I just, I love them. I love this. The Simpsons. Da, 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 da. Emily and Shane. Ba, da, 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 no, Emily and Shane. <laughs> they should have um renew their vows and that can be their first dance song i'll do a whole we'll do a whole thing 
Wait, oh my God, are you guys speaking of? Okay, so I know Jeff is, he kept talking about his Halloween. Actually, Jameson keeps on talking about Jeff's Halloween special that they're going to be filming for JLL. And how amazing would it be if you all showed up in your Splash Assass t-shirts, baby? Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Filled the studio with Splash Assass merch. <laughs> oh my God, that would be my dream and Jeff's nightmare. No, honestly, don't do that, but please do get your merch anyways and just save it for yourselves. We don't need to haunt Jeff. I haunt him enough. All right, I hope that you guys all have the best motherfucking weekend of your fucking lives. Coming up. <laughs> Coming up next week. <laughs> It gets me every time. <laughs> oh my God. That's all right. I know I talked a little shit about the housewives and how the formula is flailing at this point, but it's not a total fail because some of these sound bites, I just <laughs> consider the source. Consider the sauce, bitch. Um, okay, so yes, SOS, SlashAssass.com or the SlashAssass Studio on Etsy. And again, have the best fucking weekend of your fucking lives. You guys deserve it. You guys, is, you've been through so much, okay? We've had to listen to this and that. We're gonna circle back. Uh, we had too much to throw net-net. Everybody fucking stay off the net-net this week, okay? Stay off the net-net this weekend and just enjoy your pet-pet. Enjoy your pet pet. Stay off the net net. All right, I'm done. I love you guys so fucking much. Bye. Splash, splash, splash.